0: Today, we're starting a brand new four-week series called The Bright Side. We're going to talk about how to stay positive in a negative world. You know that anxiety, depression, just plain meanness is at an all-time high right now in our society. It's because of the pandemic. It's because of the politics. It's because of our cultural stuff that's going on. There's just so much division in our world. And I think it's important for us to remember, if you're a follower of Jesus, or if you're considering becoming a follower of Jesus, we have reason to rejoice. We have reason to look on the bright side. So we're going to spend some time talking about that in this series. In week one, we're going to talk about the bright side of God's kingdom. So if you have a Bible, you can open up to Matthew chapter 5. And this is where we see Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. And here's what we're going to learn right off the bat. There's a reality in heaven that looks nothing like what's happening here on earth. That's good to know. And the key to experiencing that reality is to submit to God's kingdom, not to try building our own kingdoms. So Matthew chapter 5 starts off with what we call the Beatitudes. This is where Jesus talks about who God blesses in his kingdom. Or these are the people who are happy in the kingdom of heaven. So in verse 3, he says, happy are those who are poor and realize their need for him. And in verse 5, he says, happy are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. And in verse 10, he says, happy are those who are persecuted for doing right. And I want you to notice how paradoxical this thought is, that the happy ones are the poor and the humble and the persecuted. In our world, it seems like the happy ones are the rich and the arrogant and the persecutors, But Jesus is saying, no, it it actually works differently in the kingdom of heaven. Because there's a reality in the kingdom of heaven that doesn't, at this point in time, doesn't match up with the reality that we're experiencing here on earth. In the Old Testament book of Isaiah, it says it like this in chapter 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. In other words, Jesus is the God of the bright side. If you're following Jesus, or if you're thinking about following Jesus, I want you to know it's not all doom and gloom, even if you live in a society, in a culture that's filled with doom and gloom, which is what many of us are experiencing right now. Jesus wants to usher in something brighter. He wants to usher in something better. In fact, he taught his disciples to pray like this. Matthew 6, may your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This prayer is an admission that what is happening on earth isn't lining up with what's happening in heaven. See, it's not our job to withdraw from the world, but to be a witness to it. And we do that by living according to God's standards and reflecting the heart behind his rules. Jesus went on in chapter 5 to say this to his followers, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. There are so many Christians who on social media have stopped acting like Christians I don't think that's good. I think we should start acting even more like followers of Jesus. Well, How did Jesus teach us to live? How did Jesus teach us to treat our enemies, for example, the people who disagree with us in this world? And there's a lot of that right now. Well, here's what he said in verse 43. You have heard that the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy but here's what jesus is saying to his followers i say love your enemies pray for those who persecute you and in that way you'll be acting as true children of your father in heaven now notice love your neighbor is in quotations and that's because it's actually from the bible it's from the old testament but did you notice that hate your enemy isn't in quotations and the reason for that is that it's not biblical So here's what I think might have happened in the religious culture in Jesus's day. They took something like love your neighbor, which is definitely biblical, but then they expanded on it and they interpreted it from their own perspective, but they did so wrongly. They said, well, love your neighbor, so we're going to fill in the blank on the other side of that, which is hate your enemy. That makes sense, right? And Jesus is saying, no, that's actually not biblical. It's not love your neighbor and hate your enemy. It's love your neighbor and also, he's going to fill in the blanks for us, love your enemy. We should be the ones who are loving our enemies. We should be the ones who are loving those even when they disagree with us and when they disagree with God's word. See, living kingdom first lives is a fundamentally different way to approach the world. It frees followers of Jesus from the fear and anxiety that dominates the hearts of unbelievers. Kingdom first means that we think about God, we think about His perspective, we think about how He would have us live, how He would have us interact with the world, whether online or in person. That's what it means to be kingdom first. When, when I live for myself first, then I do just whatever my instincts tell me to do, and I'm going to act like everybody else. But when I live for God's kingdom first, it changes the way that I interact in the world. And then the benefit of that. Is I experience more peace and less anxiety. Jesus said in chapter 6, So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? He says this These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. In other words, it's a faithless thing to be dominated by fear and anxiety. But then in verse 33, Jesus said this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. What a powerful, positive thing for Jesus to say to his followers. Friends, if you are filled with fear and anxiety over your health, over your finances, over politics, over anything in this world, I don't blame you. But the solution to that is to seek the kingdom of God, to align yourself, to align your attitude, to align your heart with God. And what you'll see when you seek God first is all of this peace, all of this positivity, you'll see that come over you. You'll be able to live on the bright side.